I want you to imagine what it was like for Mary Magdalene and the other Mary as they hastened to the tomb. They desired to encounter Jesus. That desire was fueled in their hearts by Jesus' desire for them. Jesus takes the initiative in this encounter as he does in every encounter. There has been a cataclysm in the midst of human history, in the history of the universe, for Jesus, who was crucified, died, and buried, has been risen from the dead. He is triumphant over death and desires to draw all people into the joy and power of his victory. And so his grace at work in the hearts of these women who are going to reverence his body. Jesus has taken the initiative, stirring up that desire in their hearts that they might encounter him. The message of the angel, I know you are looking for Jesus, the crucified, but he is not here. Brothers and sisters, tonight I know that you are looking for Jesus, and he is here, humbly veiled on the altar, desiring to encounter you, to draw you into the glorious, cataclysmic victory that he has won over death. If Jesus has conquered even death, he has conquered overwhelmingly every other suffering that we might experience in life. For all suffering has no place in God's original plan, just as death had no place in God's original plan. But suffering is a foretaste of death, the sad heritage of sin. But if Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, how much more can he conquer overwhelmingly in the face of every other suffering we might know? Physical suffering, emotional suffering, spiritual suffering, psychological suffering. Into all these, Jesus who is here, who has drawn you to encounter him tonight, is victorious, overwhelmingly victorious. We heard it in the first two readings from the Office of Readings. We hear it again in the Gospel. Again and again in every resurrection appearance, what does the Lord have to say? Do not be afraid. What have we to fear from Jesus? Jesus who is powerful to heal. Jesus who desires only to extend his mercy to us in the face of our sins. Jesus who is powerful to heal every wound in our lives. Jesus who gives us the Holy Spirit, the consoler. Jesus who only desires that we remain with him. 
What if we had to fear from Jesus? But it is true that when Jesus draws close to us, we will experience a movement of fear in our hearts. That fear is the natural consequence of the pain of the wounds that we have suffered in life. And left unchecked, left unministered to, that fear will pull us away, subtly or overtly, from the encounter with Jesus that he desires. At the Annunciation, God is drawing near. And the angel of the Lord, in his perfect angelic obedience, must minister to Mary and say, Do not be afraid, Mary. May phobu mariam, phobia, irrational fear. That's the reaction of Mary's immaculate, sinless, immaculate heart. Why? Because Mary, though sinless, carries in her heart, much more deeply than you and I, the brokenness and woundedness of the world. Since we are affected by the reality of original sin, our understanding of how good God's goodness is, is dimmed. And our understanding of how awful, how evil, evil is, is dimmed. We kind of live in the fuzzy medium, the extremes of God's goodness and the extent of the loss of the rejection of that goodness from sin are hidden to our eyes, to our intellect, dimmed by original sin. Mary does not have that buffer. She suffers the brokenness of the world deeply in her immaculate heart. And with that suffering, there's real pain. And with pain comes fear, fear of more suffering. So as God draws near in the incarnation, to overcome all the brokenness of human history, there is a movement of fear in a Mary's immaculate heart. So we can be patient with ourselves if we find in our own hearts fear to be drawn into the fullness of intimacy that Jesus wants to have with us. Some years ago, I was helping some dear friends put, uh, some consecrated women in Omaha, dear friends of mine, put siding on their house. And uh, on the back wall of their house, it was like a two and a half story situation. And they had this hay rack. And on the hay rack, they put up a scaffolding. And on the scaffolding, they put up an extension ladder to get to the peak of the roof. And who's the six and a half foot tall priest who's helping out? That's this guy. So I get the task, I, I don't really love heights for being as tall as I am, uh, to go tack up this last piece of siding. Everything was great, we're tearing everything down, take down the ladder, take down the scaffolding, jump off the hay rack, because I'm kind of jaunty that I've accomplished this task, being very useful and manly. And uh, as I jump over the railing of the hay rack, I land, and a nail goes through my foot. I mean, right through my foot. And I lifted up my foot, <laughs> and the five-foot board that this nail was in just kind of went up with it. It was nailed to my foot. <laughs> I'm not co- holy enough to come by the stigmata, honestly, so I'm doing it <laughs> in the installment plan, right? 
So off I go to the ER, and not the ER, to the urgent care place to get a tetanus shot. And uh, the nurse is, gives me a tetanus shot, no big deal. And then she says, oh, there's this stuff in the sole of your shoes. We have to actually scrape out that wound. And so she says, you know, uh, sometimes people take a local anesthetic, but if you want, we can try it without it. A lot of people can do that. Okay, I'm like, oh, sure. Let's do it without the anesthetic. <laughs> so I take my shoe off, and she's chatting with me, trying to take the attention off what she's about to do. She grabs something that looks like an X-Acto knife. It's a scalpel. And she comes at my foot. And she starts scraping away. Not too bad. Scrape, 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 chat, chat, chat. And my foot is very ticklish, so it's kind of, you know. <laughs> and she's chatting away. She's like, oh, does that tickle? I'm like, yeah. She's how about this? <laughs> and digs. <laughs> and that was painful. And she was scraping long enough that she had to get another scalpel and came back at my foot. And my foot moved away. <laughs> Why? Because I was afraid of more pain. Even though the only thing that was transpiring there was what was for my good and for my healing. Something that would save me from much worse pain down the road. That's the kind of fear Mary has in her heart, pulling away from God's love. But she doesn't pull away. She allows God to minister to that fear, to disarm that fear, that she can receive everything God wants her to receive. Back to tonight's gospel. The angel spoke, addressing the women, do not be frightened. When God speaks, it comes into being. God said, and it came to be. And it was made. When God says, do not be afraid, fear is put to flight. I know the desires of your heart. I know you're looking for Jesus. And in disarming that fear, the women are set free to encounter the fulfillment of their heart's desires. I know you're for looking for Jesus. He has been raised exactly as he promised. Come and see the place where he was laid. And then go and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And now it goes ahead of you to Galilee where you will see him. You wanted to see him, you will see him. But you will not see his dead body in the tomb. You will see him risen in glory as he goes before you into Galilee. The fulfillment of those women's heart's desire far beyond all they could have ever asked or imagined. And so they hurry away from the two, half overjoyed, half fearful. But they run to go and tell the news to the disciples. And then Jesus, who cannot contain himself, appears before them and reinforces the blessing and the grace. Do not be afraid. You only have half joy. I want you to be fully joyful. I want my joy to be in you so your joy can be complete. I see the joy that rises in your heart as you encountered my angel. I want you to have the fullness of joy. That's Jesus' desire. And when God's desire meets the desire that he's authored in our hearts, God's desire meets our desire. There is an explosion of grace. And so the women communicate the good news 
and the eleven hustle off to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had summoned them. A desire to encounter Jesus. Hidden behind that, the victory of Jesus already won that enkindles that desire in their heart. Fear as Jesus approaches. Jesus ministers of the fear, disarms it so they can receive the fulfillment of that desire in their hearts beyond all they can ask or imagine. Which opens up to a further encounter at the mountain in Galilee. And Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to carry out everything I've commanded you, and know that I am with you always until the end of the world. Go, give as a gift what you've received as a gift. A daunting mission. Make disciples of all the nations. Teach them to observe. Baptize them. But behold, you're not on your own. I am with you. So do not be afraid. There's a desire in your heart that is drawing you here tonight. And Jesus is here. He knows the desires of your heart. And he wants to disarm any fear that accompanies any way that you've been hurt in life. Any fear at the overwhelming sense and closeness of his love. So that disarmed, you can receive that fulfillment of the desire that brought you here tonight beyond all you can ask or imagine. And as you receive that fulfillment, Jesus wants to invite you and draw you to a further encounter, an embrace tonight that awaits a further embrace. And in that growing cycle of intimacy with himself, to equip you to make all the difference in lives, in the lives of people in your daily life, to carry out the great commission given to the church in your own sphere of influence. So I invite you in this time of adoration to ask Jesus, Jesus, you know my heart. You know my desires. And you know where fear keeps me at arm's length from a more intimate encounter with you. Jesus speaks to that fear tonight. Do not be afraid. Peace be with you. I am with you always because I love you. And what Jesus says comes to be. Lord, you know our hearts. And we believe you are in our midst. Help our unbelief. We believe your power to heal and set us free and to quell all fear. Strengthen our faith that we may receive from you the fulfillment of every good and holy desire in our heart which has brought us here tonight, a fulfillment beyond all we can ask or imagine. And that fully overjoyed by what you have done for us, we may be the instruments of your love and proclaimers of your good news 
to all the people you have placed in our path, to the, glo- to the praise and glory of God the Father. Amen.